Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Just make everything as difficult on them as possible, but, you know, we won't be the first team to say have said that. You know, this is, you know, they played Orlando and Philly, and I'm sure they all wanted to make it difficult and hard on them. And, you know, sometimes great players have a way of just finding ways to get things done. So, uh, you know, we're not any different. We'll want to make everything hard. Um, give them some different looks, throw different bodies at them. Um, and, you know, hopefully we can find a way. Welcome back! Bill Michael show continues on. We are glad you are here. That was Budenholzer. Head coach of your Milwaukee Bucks, trying to slow down Kawhi, and and I I don't see any way that this Bucks team loses this series by any stretch of the imagination. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of uh, the Bill Michaels Show, also of Fun in the Summer and Wednesday Night Live, which is back two weeks from tonight at the Wisconsin State Fair Park in the Budweiser Pavilion. I cannot wait. Rebel Grace takes the stage. It is going to be a good time, and hope to see you out there at some point. This musical season, cannot wait. Uh, bring him in now, Eric Name of the Athletic, Milwaukee Basketball Insider, joining us. Eric, tell me how in the world this Bucks team could lose this series, if at all. I think it would take a Herculean effort from Kawhi Leonard to to really get that done. Uh, he's and I mean he's been just a, a monster offensively this this entire postseason, and obviously he's one of the best two way players in, in the entire league so he can do that but I think the the big thing that we've seen thus far this season is that the Raptors haven't really had an answer for Giannis and we haven't seen Kawhi Leonard try to cover him that much so if he does end up being uh, someone that can slow Giannis down and and make him struggle a little bit offensively and then on the other side of the ball he, he can go out there and, and put up 40 points or whatever it may be like maybe in in that world like the the bucks could end up dropping this series to to the raptors but it is going to require him being fantastic and then you know at least one other player with the raptors having you know a series probably somewhere above their head like i do think this bucks team is better i picked them in five in my preview at the athletic and you know i just think we've seen this Bucks team answered the call against the Celtics where they came out and, you know, got, get, really got punched and just kind of handled it and just rolled through four straight games. And I thought that Raptors team was probably their worst matchup of anyone in the Eastern Conference, and they passed that test. So for me, you know, going into the playoffs, I'd said if, if they beat the Celtics, they're going to go to the finals, and I still feel that way. I uh, I think this Bucks team is going to win in five. I can see them losing maybe a game. I just can't see them losing more than a game to this. To, I mean, look, the Raptors are a good team, but I just I think the Bucks are just that much better and that much deeper, barring injury, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I lean that way as well. I mean, I think the the second most likely outcome is you know the Bucks winning this series in seven. So I do think you know this Raptors team is more together than just about any team in the league outside of the Bucks, And I think that's been a big part of the Bucks' success is that they've had a clear, consistent vision 
for the entire season. And the Raptors are, are very similar in that. They knew exactly what they were going to do offensively and defensively throughout the entire year. And I think that helps come playoff time. Uh, you, we saw the Celtics try to build playoff habits in the playoffs, and well, that just doesn't work. Like You have to have that stuff kind of ingrained in you. So I do think the, the Raptors do have some of that. So I, th- there is at least the possibility that you know we see them pull a couple games from the Bucks and, and really make this a series. I'm not 100% sure that, that it'll occur, but, uh, and obviously I lean towards the Bucks in five, but the, the Raptors are, I don't want to undersell just how talented they are. I think Kawhi Leonard's the second best player in the Eastern Conference. I think you look at a guy like Pascal Siakam that really broke out for them. He was fantastic this year. Kyle Lowry is a multiple-time all-star. Same thing with Marcus Saul. Like, there is a lot of talent on the roster. I just think this Bucks team matches up pretty well against that Raptors roster. If you're going to be the Raptors, how are you going to attack the Bucks consistently enough to be able to slow them down or shut them down to where the Bucks just can't get it done? I think offensively they have to do everything they can to take advantage of Giannis as the, the roamer that he likes to be. Giannis, obviously... Uh, they try to put him against the guy that's the least threatening on the floor and then just let him fly around, block shots, get steals, intimidate, just be the, this force. So they got to find a way to take advantage of that. And maybe that's Pascal Siakam. He had a career high uh, in the Raptors' lone win against the Bucks this year where he had a bunch of corner threes. He was able to get the basket. He, he was really just able to, you know, kind of annoy them throughout the night. And to me, that's, that's the big thing that defensively they have to make Giannis work. They have to find ways to really make it tough on him to, to be what he wants to be defensively. And then, I mean, offensively, this Bucks team's really hard to slow down. They're going to make you pick between really walling up against Giannis and then, you know, really kind of kicking the ball out for shooters. And I thought it was interesting talking about Giannis a little bit yesterday. He had mentioned that, you know, the, the Celtics really – went out of their way in game one that that wall was going to be strong, that wall was going to be tight. They weren't going to break off of it. And then he could kind of see as the series went on, he was getting through that wall a little bit easier. And part of it was, you know, helpers not quite as confident because the Bucks were in shots. The other part of it was you take a beating. If you want to put up a wall against Giannis, he's going to keep running into it. Like that is just how he's going to approach this. He's going to be aggressive. So you, you have to be willing to put your body on the line for that long, and that makes it really tough. So I think the the only other thing I can really think of is Pat Lowry leads the postseason in charges drawn at this point. I, I think he's taken 18 charges at this point. So he's going to do everything he can to jump in Giannis's way, take one on the chest, and try to pick up some early fouls. Marcus Saul will do the same thing at the center position, which is kind of rare. Most of the time centers are going to try to challenge Giannis at the rim. So, you know, if, if those guys can draw some offensive fouls in a couple of these games, maybe that can swing it over into the Raptors' direction. Talking with Eric Name of The Athletic, our Milwaukee basketball insider. Um, look, if, if let's just say Lopez gets it, what, what, what is it with Lopez right now? Is it just that he's just struggling, just beyond the, the arc? Because he just looked terrible against, against Boston. He had one solid game. The other three were just awful. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's struggling with his shot right now. And really, I think part of it, too, is that Boston has some personnel that can make it tough on him. Obviously, everyone's going to run him off the line. That's that's what everyone knows at this point. But when, you know, the guy that's doing it is, you know, someone as good as Al Horford or Aaron Baines is quite good at it, the Celtics put some smalls on him, like, that makes him 
it makes it more difficult for him to really get into a comfortable groove as a shooter. And, you know, he just didn't really find it at all during that Celtics series. Where I think it gets interesting in this one is who the Raptors put on him. Uh, if it's going to be Mark Gasol, he doesn't really have the, the foot speed to really challenge Brooke Lopez. Uh, I know there was a stat that I saw yesterday that with Mark Gasol on the Grizzlies, the Bucks were scoring like, 123 points per 100 possessions, which is just an astronomical amount. And it was largely because when Brooke Lopez was on the floor against Marcus Gasol, it was really tough for him because Gasol had to make a decision between protecting the rim or running out there. Sometimes he would run out there and then Giannis would get to the basket or other times he would pack it in and then Brooke Lopez would hit a deep three. I think he puts Gasol kind of in a, a difficult spot here where you wouldn't necessarily expect someone who, you know, Gasol was borderline MVP candidate in a couple seasons. He's all-NBA. You wouldn't expect someone as good as Marc Gasol not to have a clear advantage over Brooke Lopez, and I think Lopez's shooting at least, at least makes this matchup close, and, and that is a huge win for the Bucks. that, you know, the, the Raptors' big acquisition at the trade deadline isn't someone that maybe matches up all that well against the Bucks. The only thing I can think of that would sideline the Bucks would be is if they play these things on the weekends at one o'clock. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I, I, I just, I'm sorry. I just don't look. We can talk about all the scenarios and the doomsday scenarios. I just don't see how the Bucks lose this series. I, I'm, I mean, I, I'll, I put money on them in five. I, I just believe that they're going to get this win. Um, now, coming into tonight's game, they got punched in the nose by Boston in game one after a long rest. They've had a long rest now. Do you see a repeat of that performance? Uh, now, again, that was a one o'clock game, but do you see a repeat of that performance? I don't think they're going to be very good tonight. I think we've heard from Giannis. I mean, I was talking to Katie George about this earlier today, and we were, we were trying to figure out how many times in the last three to four years, Giannis has mentioned the fact that he wants to play every other day. Like that, that is the schedule that he likes. That's, that's enough rest for him to feel like he's a hundred percent good to go the next day. And it's enough to make sure that he doesn't get out of rhythm. Any, anything more than that, he doesn't feel like he has a good rhythm because he hasn't been on a game floor in a, in a long time. And I mean, this is six days of rest. Like this is a really, really long time for you not to play. So, I do think it's going to be interesting to watch kind of how he how he comes out of the gate and, you know, how he tries to attack and what kind of flow he has. I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle. And then, I mean, the other thing was, you know, Malcolm Brogdon trying to come back. Everyone was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, this is great, more rest for him. But Mike Budenholzer has told us kind of again and again, like, he doesn't need any more rest. Like, he's, he's, he's healthy. He's 100%. He's ready to go. He just needs game reps. So I think it, it, I'll be curious to watch how Malcolm Brogdon plays tonight as he tries to, to get back in the flow of things because, uh, I mean, maybe an adjustment if the Bucks don't play well tonight is Brogdon back into the starting lineup and Miritich going back to the bench. Like, that could be a game one to game two adjustment if, if you know, if the Bucks lose tonight or if the Bucks don't play as well as we think they will. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that as well. Awesome stuff. Enjoy the game, and we will talk again soon, okay? Sounds good. I look forward to it. Appreciate it, Eric. There you go. Eric Navy, The Athletic, our Milwaukee basketball insider, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been getting it done. Call them. 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE to go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.